Hello from Ellensburg, Washington, USA. This is the Nick Zentner Geology Podcast, Episode 72, Summer Grab Bag. Thanks for listening. That's the best title I could come up with. I don't know, I just kind of have a little mishmash of things that I'm hoping to share with you here. Looking back at the last couple of months, man, it's been quite a stretch here in central Washington for high temperatures, not a drop of rain, plenty of wildfire smoke. Uh, Generally, we've lucked out compared to many other areas as far as uh, air quality, but it's still a bit of an issue. And so I don't think I've announced it here on the uh, radio episodes, but I had this idea, and it's still an idea that I like, that instead of going back to formal public talks where I book an auditorium and I set a date months in advance and work on a brand new lecture. Instead of doing that, uh, I've got this idea called Pop-Up Geology, where I announce on my YouTube channel and also on this email list that I have uh, that in 48 hours, I'm going to be at this place out in the middle of nowhere. And folks who are free and can, uh, you know, uh, mobilize in short notice uh, can show up at the place at the time, on the day, and uh, we just get together. We talk out in the field. There's no notes. There's no handouts. There's there's nothing except the view in front of us and behind us. And um, I just uh, uh, present what I know about the geology of a particular scene. And one of the reasons I like the idea is that I can visit with folks in person, outdoors, uh, quote-unquote safely, uh, Second reason I like it is uh, I can check the air quality, I can check the weather forecast, I can check the wind forecast, and uh, find a you know uh, a, a time and a place that's going to be pleasant. And I only did this once before, uh, you know, back in July, I think it was mid July, and I I picked a Saturday morning at eight o'clock in the morning because the, again the, the temperatures were so high. And there were 75 people that showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday north of the Gorge Amphitheater stage on Babcock Bench overlooking West Bar. And uh, it was a very uh, enjoyable morning, and I was excited to just kind of keep that momentum going. But really, since then, since mid-July, uh, we just had trouble with air quality and everything else, so I've just kind of been in a holding pattern with that idea. So my thinking there is that I will resume these pop-up live events out in the field, I guess in September, I don't know. Um, so that's that's one thing. But what I really want to do with this episode of the podcast, by the way, I, I, I've got a new laptop computer. I, I was trying to figure out how to take this microphone setup that I have with this old laptop, which is barely hanging on. I was trying to get rolling with how to record these podcast episodes with my new laptop. Well, of course, the microphone that I have doesn't work with the new OS on the Mac or whatever. So now I'm back to the old laptop, but in the process, I screwed up the setting. <laughs> screwed up the settings uh, in GarageBand here. So um, after fiddling around for must have been 20 minutes just a, just a bit ago, 
uh, I finally said, I'll screw it. I can't figure out how to get the settings. I had the settings the way I wanted. So if I'm a little echoey or whatever, it's it's on me. And I don't know. I'll, I <laughs> just wanted to share that for some reason. So for many of our radio episodes in the last, I don't know, six months or more, um, uh, we're kind of playing catch up. You know, the drill, I, like I, I just came off of a intense classroom session classroom series of lectures, or even back further, um, you know, doing these live streams on the YouTube channel, like with exotic terrains and things like that. And so I was using these radio episodes to just kind of look back uh, months sometimes in the past and try to just off the top of my head think of uh, teaching points from those sessions and other things thrown in. Well, I guess I want to do that here but just with the variety of summer things that I've been doing. So even though I've been kind of hamstrung with the conditions regarding the pop-up geology stuff, I have been active. And this all came in my head on what I wanted to do this morning because I, I, was, uh, uh, I was visiting with folks yesterday. It wasn't an announced pop-up thing, but uh, there's a miners' rally that happens every year. Uh, near Liberty, Washington. Of course, that's gold mining. And there's Ellensburg Blue Agates up there as well. And so it's a, uh, it's quite a scene. Bunch of uh, miners coming in from across the region, uh, mostly gold-focused, um, but you know a variety of folks uh, who have interest uh, along those lines. And they make it a full weekend. And in the past, I've been invited to come speak. So they have some folding chairs set up in the middle, and they have some booths around the outside. It's out just in a clearing in the in the trees uh, between US 97 and the town of Liberty itself. So it had been a few years since I'd done that, and I used to lug my chalkboard out there and the whole thing. But this time, I just kind of showed up and and worked with the, 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 the group that was there. There was maybe 50 people sitting in the chairs and so I just kind of talked off the top of my head about the chalice magmas and things that I've been learning most recently that I've been sharing with you this past spring. And before that, so that was at 2 p.m. yesterday. At noon, um, the Gwen and Henry Miller, who run the First Creek Rock Shop, I think that's what they call it, uh, have been asking me over the last couple of years, could I come and, and give a talk or at least visit with some folks at their rock shop? right there off of 97 at First Creek. So Gwen said, hey, you know, you're going to be, I see you're going to be at the rally at two o'clock. How about you drop in at our place at noon and you can, you can visit. So I did that yesterday as well. And uh, just again, casual, just kind of visiting with folks. And then I spoke for maybe 20 minutes. I don't know. And then Carl Carlson, from Carlson Brothers Jewelry Company in Tacoma, and Carl really is the authority on Ellensburg Blue Agates. I must have talked about him before with the radio episode. Uh, Carl and I had been exchanging back and forth a little bit by email, and uh, Carl had been thinking about my offer to film him for the YouTube channel, and he said, yeah, I think maybe, maybe I'm ready to do that. And so with a little nudging from me, I said, well, hey, how about you just kind of show up at noon if you're free at the, at the rock shop and I can uh, talk a little bit and then I'll just turn it over to you. And if you're okay, I'll just throw a microphone on you and just start filming you as you interact with 
the crowd. And that's what happened. So I haven't looked at the footage yet, but uh, I think it went well. I hope it, it was captured uh, properly with the with the iPhone and the gizmo. But uh, um, there'll be a couple of uh, new videos uh, in the next couple of weeks from, uh, from yesterday up uh, in the Liberty area. Um, so that's a very current recap. In other words, what I did yesterday. But let me just kind of run through a few other kind of, uh, um, I don't know, little time capsule things. No, wrong way to say it. Let me just say a couple other things about what I've been doing this summer, just in case you have not been seeing the videos or have an interest in seeing some of the videos after hearing a little bit of what I've done here. And very unusually for me, I actually jotted things down as I was having my morning coffee here. So let me get this list here. <clears throat> Thank you for your patience. So, rapid fire, hopefully, just give you a little taste of what's waiting for you on the YouTube channel if you're interested. And if you're like, hold up, man, I'm just a radio guy only. I never watch your videos. Well, I don't know. I guess this episode isn't for you then. So, I remember sharing with you my excitement after visiting with Brian Atwater up at Steamboat Rock. And it was just he and I out there. Uh, that was a man crush episode for sure. Uh, and I still think of that uh, Saturday back in whatever it was, late May, as a as a maybe a career highlight. And that video has taken off, so it's been shared. I don't know how many times I've I've learned that um, if you have certain video programs on a YouTube channel that uh, kind of take off and have momentum of their own, meaning you know just continues to be viewed and viewed and viewed and viewed and viewed. It's often because people are sharing them, whether, whether it's an official or organization or just friends sharing with other friends. So um, that one has a momentum of its own. Uh, looking at Glacial Lake Columbia sediments. Already talked about it, won't talk about it again. Shortly after that, I think we're in uh, mid-June now. It's just wrapping up the Geology 351 class. Uh, I heard from a, a gentleman named Sky Cooley. Yes, that's his name. Sky, first name is uh, S-K-Y-E, uh, Cooley. And former Whitman uh, College geology student, uh, jack of all trades, as far as I can tell, artist, woodworker, carpenter, uh, and still very interested in geology, especially Pleistocene geology, especially clastic dikes. So I arranged to visit with Sky uh, down by Walla Walla, Washington. And we you know figured out we'd we'd meet at the uh, uh, what is it the shell the shell station at uh, Tushi, Washington. and then uh, and then I, I said, you know you've seen what I did with Brian maybe uh, I, I, uh, I just I just start filming you. I don't want to do any sort of planning ahead of time. And I don't know much about these clastic dikes, but I've seen, I'm talking to Sky now, I've seen enough of your photos and your uh, geologic papers on these clastic dikes, which continue to be semi-mysterious. Um, yeah, let's, I, I'd, I'd like to do that. And he said, boy, you know, Walla Walla is a long way. Can you handle a almost three-hour drive? I'm like, yeah, I like to drive. You know, it'd be a nice day trip to go down there, visit with you for, you know, whatever, less than two hours, and then drive home. Well, he, he left out the part where he was going to drive from, 
frickin' Flathead Lake, Montana to meet me <laughs> in Walla Walla. So I felt, I felt like embarrassed, like he had spent so much time driving. But I've since learned that he continues to do his work on Clastic Dykes in, Mon in, in, in Washington and is working on a new a field trip and a new uh, report. So I don't feel quite as badly as I did. But that also has been very popular on the YouTube channel. Clastic uh, Dykes with Sky Cooley. I'll let the video speak for itself. Randy Lewis, I remember sharing uh, some personal stuff about how I got to meet Randy Lewis, uh, tribal member of the uh, Colville Reservation, Wenatchee Pascosa people. I have been dabbling with reading about Chief Moses and other things as I continue to learn things from Randy. And so there are four Randy Lewis Moses Cooley episodes and since I recorded the radio episode with Randy, uh, about Randy, uh, we went out again in late July uh, to another important place called Stemilt Spires, just south of Wenatchee, right at the base of Wenatchee Heights. And uh, I think that one turned out pretty well. So you might, if you, if you missed that Randy Lewis episode, you might check that out. Speaking of Wenatchee... Um, I shared in spring, as I was doing Geology 351, uh, I think when I was filming, I just talked to the audience and said, I don't, I've never met anybody who was involved in gold mining in the Wenatchee area. The Cannon Mine, the Lovett Mine, not that far from Liberty, uh, and I've shared with you here in the radio uh, episodes, like, there must be some kind of connection between Liberty and Wenatchee, but... Has anybody done anything along those lines? Or more basically, who can I learn from regarding Wenatchee Gold? So I got a couple emails from some Wenatchee people. They say, well, do you know this guy, Tom Alexander? He spent uh, quite a few years uh, working for the Wenatchee uh, uh, companies that uh, were mining gold. And so email and then text, I got a hold of Tom, had never met him. And uh, ended up filming two separate episodes with him, two separate days. He was so fun, a uh, 70-year-old guy, uh, but real engaging speaker. And um, he just, you know, visited a, a picnic table uh, at the foot of Saddle Rock and uh, shared what he knew. Uh, the first time, I was sitting with uh, Jeff Tepper from University of Puget Sound and three of his students, and Ralph Dawes from Wenatchee Valley College, geology teacher. Um, we were all there listening from Tom. And then, again, the following week, I just had Tom come back, and it was just Tom and I. So that was my, and continues to be my main way to learn about the Cannon Mine and how much gold was pulled out of Wenatchee and what they knew back in the 80s about the, the host rock. Well, this summer, I heard from Diane Grudy, who was Tom's boss. And Diane says, uh, you know, we, I've got all this information. It's never really been shared. I've just kind of been sitting on it. I didn't really know what to do with it. I'm paraphrasing now. And so starting, I guess, a month ago, Diane has been emailing me all these old, you know, she's taking photos of certain papers and, e and emailing them to me. Uh, and links to a couple other things. And I'm hoping eventually to interview Diane, who has uh, much more uh, information to share. 
So that's not a video yet. Maybe it will never be a video if I can't uh, encourage her to get on camera. But if she was, prefers just to kind of, you know, visit with me off camera, that's fine too. But I just want to learn. Uh, so the Wenatchee Gold uh, story continues to entice me, and I have not made much progress. If you recall, Geology 351, the whole gimmick for that whole session of lectures and field trips was ultimately to learn what we could about the connection between Liberty Gold and Wenatchee Gold, and the more importantly to me, the, the Eocene bedrock and, and what similarities there are between those two places. I didn't get very far. Partly because I got interested in the chumstick and other things that were kind of peripheral or tangential to the Wenatchee Gold story, but I also didn't get there because we ran out of time. I also didn't get there because I, I never did find the resources that I needed. And perhaps Di perhaps Diane is going to um, be a, a very key person to unlock some new things for me about the, the gold deposits over at Wenatchee. Continuing, trying to keep the pace brisk here, continuing looking back to this summer. What did I call this? Summer grab bag? Wow. Pretty lame title. Uh, you know, I'm married. I'm trying to be uh, a fun person to be with. So my wife and I occasionally do a day hikes. So we hiked earlier in this, maybe, what was it? Fourth of July, I guess. We hiked up to Bean Peak, uh, just south of Mount Stewart Range. Um, filmed it, <laughs> going up, huffing and puffing. And then I got people uh, sitting at home eating ho-hos and giving me uh, uh, advice on how to breathe when I'm hiking. It's like, all right. So then I had the great idea that I would start filming when I was at the top of a peak the next time I would go out. So I wanted to film on the way down so that I wouldn't have to have heavy breathing through the whole episode. So that's what we did uh, when Liz and I went to Crystal Peak. We'd never done that trail, which is uh, just to the east of Rainier. So we had a nice clear day and beautiful views of Mount Rainier. Great spot to see the where the Osceola, the Osceola mud flow uh, flowed away from the northeast side of the mountain. So there's a Crystal Peak hike, you know, and those, those, those hiking videos are, you know, I guess kind of a mixture of a little bit of geology, but mostly just kind of hiking and filming and, and you know, like, come on, give it a rest. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're working all the time? Like you're supposed to be with your wife. Well, I am. It's not that hard to turn a camera on and still visit with my wife anyway and most recently uh liz said yeah i'm gonna just do a little backcountry thing by myself i'm gonna go up to lake ann um so um if you want to you want to join me for the morning and then i'll say goodbye to you i said sure so hiked up to lake ann with liz and Said goodbye, turned on the camera, filmed, and started heading back down. So that one's called Lake Ann Serpentinite. There was some, I think I captured some serpentinite up there that had not been captured with the previous green rocks. I didn't realize I was so interested in green rocks until I'm starting to realize that half these field videos have green rocks in them, even though I don't understand them very well. 
Um, I'm skipping around now. Back in, in uh, when was that? Early July, uh, tagged along with Aaron Donaghy, Mike Eddy, and Ralph Hagerud. Um, Aaron and Mike were using Matt McClincy's master's thesis from Portland State University, done back in the mid-1980s, and they were hunting for, they were using some old, like, old location uh, information from McClincy uh, in the Chumstick north of Leavenworth um, to try to find uh, a couple more of these airfall tufts, maybe ash flow tufts that are in the Chumstick Basin. And uh, so I just tagged along, filmed a little bit. I wanted to profile Erin because uh, she really is a superstar and she's, uh, I think, had an amazing a field season this summer on the Olympic Peninsula. So I'm very excited to see her eventual uh, PhD thesis and scientific papers coming out of that. I think there's a chance Erin Donaghy, remember that name. She's a, the first PhD student of Mike Eddy at Purdue. I'm sure you've heard that before, but remember Erin Donaghy's name. She is going to, I think, fundamentally improve our understanding of the Olympic Peninsula. All signs point to that. So put that on the back of your mind. So I visited with Erin, uh, interviewed her basically as we were hiking. Again, I'm huffing and puffing all over the place, but no comments, please. Okay. Um, so that was, that was fun. Again, it's this gonzo journalism or whatever you want to call it, where I'm, folks know enough about me that they know that they might be on camera, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of proud of the fact that I don't make a big deal about it. I just grabbing my, you know, people are in the middle of a conversation out in the field. I just, you know, grab my phone out of my pocket, connect the gizmo, get a little wireless mic, just kind of subtly put it on them. So just a little quick. Are you okay with this? And they're like, Oh, I guess so. And then you step front. You just, it's not an imposition. I really like that part of it. Okay. Um, lodge stick bluff. I don't know, maybe that should be it. Yeah, I'm going to hold off. That's a whole radio episode, I think. There's lots that, yeah, let me hold off on that. There's a new, there's a video in the last three weeks on Logistic Bluff, but I'll, uh, let me hold off on that one. And finally, most recently, I was down in Oregon with Liz, and we were visiting with some friends, uh, stayed in Bend, Oregon, and uh, just took two little hikes short little hikes. Well, one of the days we were with the friends, we went down to Paulina Lake. I've been coached up since I recorded the video. I called it Paulina Lake, but it's Paulina, um, which sits in the Newberry Caldera. So first thing uh, I said, can we go to that big obsidian flow? I'd like to film a little bit there. And that also is a video that has been very popular, I think just because it's cool obsidian what else what else do you need uh, i posted that just i don't know a week ago and basically asked a bunch of questions i don't know anything about that obsidian but uh, um, there's since been a lot of emails and comments on that video with people that have um, colleagues or science papers or websites or other things so i don't know how much i'm going to get into that but it was fun to see how people were providing information or connections to information. 
And then there was a separate video, I think the most recent video that's on the channel, uh, from Lava Butte Cinder Cone, which is also part of Newberry, but of course uh, the opposite kind of lava of uh, obsidian. Instead of rhyolite, it's, it's basaltic. So Newberry Volcano is is truly bimodal, and there's major questions that I have that, again, I'm not sure how much I'm interested in following through right now, but eventually. Okay, well, I guess that gives me a little bit of time to say a couple other things I want to say about the future. Again, I, assuming you have interest in, in what might be coming your way besides this radio uh, series. Um, I kind of missed the live streams. There, I said it. I kind of miss it. I, I kind of uh, became, ah, I don't know, I kind of I kind of got numb to it in the sense that, you know, there's people watching from all over the world live. And I just started going back and watching some of those. And I think I'll hold off on the details of why. That's uh, so I'm telling myself a couple new radio episodes that I'll be doing with you. So recently, I, I I was out in the field and I couldn't remember a few things, and so then I went back and started watching some of the exotic terrain A to Z series episodes, which I really haven't seen in you know eight or nine months. And I was struck by two things. One. I, I was genuinely like surprised at how many countries and uh, how many people were chiming in. And it wasn't that long ago I was just regularly like saying hi to all these folks from these different countries. But I guess I had just forgotten. I'd forgotten how worldwide that thing was. And, um, so that was kind of a powerful thing to remember what we had going with that exotic terrain A to Z series, which went from September to December of 2020. And yes, the lockdown is part of it. And of course, lockdown still exists in some places in various forms. But my other impression from watching, I think I watched the Easton and Ingalls episode, and then I just started the... Uh, San Juan Islands episode. Okay, now here's the part where it sounds like the guy's in love with himself. I guess I am. There was some good information there. Come on now. There was some good information that I had just learned a couple days earlier. Um, but I'm, I'm basically telling you I forgot most of that stuff. I haven't thought about the exotic terrains really since Christmas. I've been so busy with <clears throat> the Geology 101 series in the winter and then the Geology 351 series, which is the, the, the gold stuff and the Eocene stuff. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm, I think I'm pretty serious about trying another A to Z series. And there's enough on my schedule for this fall that I don't think I'm starting a new A to Z live stream series uh, in the next few weeks. Now, last year I was raring to go for I don't I can't remember why, but I was I was ready like right after Labor Day, 
early September, I, I started to lock in and started to do those exotic terrain series. I think this September and even into October for a while, uh, I've got things lined out. There's a big GSA meeting in Portland in October. Um, there's a trip to Idaho. There's a couple other things that I have uh, uh, going on. And by the way, it's hard to keep up on this, but it sure looks like we're going to be teaching face-to-face -face, uh, when our quarter begins here at CWU. And the first day of class is like, I don't know, September 20th or something. I'm teaching Geology 101. There's 75 students registered, I think. Um, I have no idea about how many students are actually going to show up because there's a, a requirement from the university that everyone needs to be vaccinated. I, I, I've given up uh, guessing what people are thinking. I think I'm pretty good generally about anticipating societal stuff and I can kind of see what's coming next. With this thing, I'm just totally shocked and like dumbfounded at every turn as maybe you are as well. So my point is, uh, I'm spending a lot of time with my day job uh, advising current students that we have, making sure that they're connected, making sure that they're coming. You know, like, I want to make sure we have a fully functional scene with our geology majors and even with, our, with my Geology 101 students and the lab students as well. So I will not be live streaming 101. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. I mean, I've already done those lectures, and they're all online, and they're all available to watch, and I'll probably say most of the lectures word for word like I did before. So there's no reason for that. But I guess what I am trying to say here before we sign off is that um, I'm, what, 85% sure that I'm going to be doing a crazy Eocene A to Z live stream series. And my tentative thought is it's going to be late October, maybe early November at the earliest that I will begin. And I assume it'll be two new live streams a week. So that will give me something to do when the days get short and the nights are long and the weather's cold and the mountains are full of snow. Um, and so if I'm truly doing an A to Z series, focusing on much of what I've learned in 351 and then continuing with some things that I'll be learning this fall, uh, if I start in November, what, that gets us to March or whatever. So basically, um, from November through February, let's say, I'll be, I'll be, um, doing those live stream, uh, programs and learning, looking forward to doing those with you all, uh, if that appeals to you. And I think before then, I'm going to try to do a few live streams just to test out a new setup that I have. This new laptop that I have, I think I want to, well, I haven't even asked Liz if I can do more stuff from home. Maybe the answer is no, but... Um, Anyway, I'll save that for another day, but th that's my current thinking along those lines. My final thought is I continue to have uh, too many emails to reply to, phone calls at the office, etc. And uh, 
I don't want to hit this too hard, but I'm starting to get a little backlash. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little backlash from folks who knew me five years ago or more where I used to reply to every last email and every last phone call, and do I have a meteorite, and do I have blue agates, and can you come talk to my Cub Scout group? Uh, I used to be very committed to answering every email. And as I've mentioned a number of times, uh, there's just too many emails to reply to. I read them all. I, I just... I don't have enough time to answer every email. And the backlash is people are calling again. It's like, I can't believe you're not answering my call. Like, please call me. It's like, or emails, you know, repeated emails. Like, yeah, what is going on? Oh, it's feeding time down here at the zoo. Bijou the cat enjoying a nice uh, mid-morning meal. Um, I don't know where this is going, but... Um, that's a potential problem. If I continue to get folks who are insisting that I reply to them um, and they're starting to visit me in person and they're all huffy and, uh, you know, angry, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Uh, but I, I do know that I've, I've broken through to this other world, which means a lot more people coming my way which is wonderful, of course, but also uh, I'm hoping this is not a trend that gets worse and worse, where people are demanding that I, um, you know, <laughs> respond to them. I, so that that's what I'm trying to figure out, and I, I don't even really know what my criteria is for who I reply to and who I do not, but I'm just, I, I don't know. You, know. you know what these radio episodes are. I just try to share things off the top of my head, and this has been on my mind recently. And uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where we're going with that. So we can't finish on that. We need to finish on something positive, which is Bijou the cat is eating right now, and I'm talking to you right now. And did you learn a whole bunch of new stuff in this episode, dear listener? I'm not sure you did, except that there's a, a number of video programs that are available to you, free of charge on the YouTube channel, if any of those things that I described have interest to you. And I'll finish this way. You know, some folks I met yesterday up in Liberty uh, said, you know, I just want to thank you. You really got us through COVID or the lockdown or whatever. Uh, we watched every show, and it was just so great to put that on our calendar. And that's always wonderful to hear. Um and some other folks would say, yeah, uh, I really like those programs, you know, uh, during COVID. They're talking about it in past tense, by the way. Uh, you haven't done anything since then, though, have you? Like the backyard stuff. And, you know, uh, I just try to casually say, oh, no, there's, you know, there's, there's plenty still there. I'm still busy doing stuff. Um, but they, they, they have kind of, you know, normal life has, has come back to many people and they just haven't seen that stuff. So I guess that's what triggered me to think about just kind of recapping or summarizing some of these quote unquote new videos from this summer that you might, uh, you might enjoy if you can find the time to, to watch them. 
Okay, I think that's the end of this one. Let's see, what did I decide? I decided that I want to do a, a, a full radio episode on Logistic Bluff to accompany a video that exists. And there was another one. Uh, the idea was... Lost it, but I'll remember it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I appreciate your time, and I'll see you next time on this podcast series. Thank you, dear listener. I love you, and goodbye.